Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. So, 17, you're everything. And then you get raped at 17. Right. Um, who do you tell first? Um, I... I and think, tell me if I'm over asking know, you a, anything because okay. I, um, I believe if you don't talk about shit, you know, it's silence is death. No, I, I, I've been, I was just uh, starting to kind of write about this chapter in my life because mm -hmm. I've been trying to like write, write a book right now. Right. And I was thinking, I, I think it was a friend, um, she wasn't like she was like one of my best friends not like my she wasn't like she didn't have like the title of my best friend but right. she was like my closest friend that I thought maybe like had some kind of like sexual experiences most right. of my none of my best friends had had a boyfriend or anything right. and I but did you have a boyfriend at the time I did yeah. okay and that's who it was okay that's what and I was so, wondering yeah. um so I remember I told her and she like I didn't use like the word I just told her what happened right and I, she very much had that reaction of like, um, are you, you know, that doesn't sound no. like him. Are you sure? Like, uh, doesn't, you know, kind of. And yeah. I immediately like backtracked very hard and was like, yeah, no, 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 no. And then I kind of, and I, well, I mean, really, the first person I told was him because right. um, he, he sort of, we had there was a moment of him being like, "Did I do that?" and me being like, "Yeah," and him being like, "Ugh," and him feeling really bad, right? And and he felt it was like the classic kind of guilt trip of like he felt so bad that then I oh of course but I so then you're him. right like the like, abused wife I feel wife. guilty for feeling yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, he's like, oh, Ugh. I'm a monster. I yeah. did this, and I'm like, oh, no, you're not. We'll stay. To so I stayed with. I was with him for like. At least a year after but that. When you were with him, was it always in the back of your mind? Yeah, it was yeah. always, and it was always very present when we like would try to like, like be intimate, be intimate yeah. again, because that was like our first time trying to be intimate. intimate. And so, anytime after that, it would come up, and I would get upset, and then you'd be like, "Still, is this like what are we gonna right. do?" And so it was like this thing we were like trying to work through as like a young couple. Did you feel like? You were living a lie, or were you that you were hiding something? I mean, did you, did you know that that it would be so impactful? That I mean, I'm, I know it probably took up some space in your head. Yeah, it was something I was thinking about all the time, and um, and then you know I had a couple more events happen in college, and then after college. So you, and, it's seventeen. It's, then you break up. We break up. I go to college. We're, I start like, I, I I go to college. I start like drinking a lot and going to parties a lot. Oh, that's and, unusual. Yeah, that never I happened know, to me. Crazy. <laughs> the shit I drank in college, by the way, Reuniti. Have you heard of that? No. Oh, they used to have this thing. It'd be Reuniti on ice is nice, and it was like fucking sparkling shit sweet wine i we would like drink the shittiest fucking shit and then yeah, puke it was, I so was stupid drinking, like ever clear with mountain dew oh it's like, so disgusting just, like, getting, yeah getting like blacked out drunk but yeah. i was very i was like kind of 
I remember like thinking it, it really took me a long time to process that. I thought I just like, was like crazy, not over this breakup. Like, cause we broke up when college started. Who broke up with who? He broke up with me. Right. And I thought. Did he go to a different college? Yeah, he did. And that's why. Uh, well, like we tried to date for a few months. Did you go then, to the prom and everything or do all the. Yeah, we did all that. Ugh, but I, I never yeah, like we broke up after a few months of college. And I remember like I, I was like acting like, and I've never acted like this after another breakup, but I, I was like not letting it go. Like I was like sending him a lot of messages, like calling him, leaving voicemails. Like I, cause and, you had unresolved shit. I was like shit. getting drunk and like right. sending him like emails. Like cr- it was like really crazy. And I remember right. feeling like I'm being so crazy and like right. not over this breakup. And and I like well, how did everyone he respond. Our, well, he was like, at first he was like responding to everything and he felt really guilty. And then he eventually like sent me, he like, like a cease sent and me desist. like a long text yeah. that like told me I'm like a sociopath manipulative and that oh, like, fuck you, you know, you fuck face. Yeah. So not like finally, like him finally like being really mean to me, like kind of allowed me to like stop like, Cause he like, that was what was so difficult for me is that, was that he was he so was kind afterwards. Yeah. He like, we had this one very tra- traumatizing event and then he was always so nice to me that it was like, I felt like I wasn't allowed to feel the way I felt. Well, you know? it's like, it's like sa- saying to you, oh no, that was, you know, that that's all in your head. That's well, all. It was like, yeah. That was one time. It was unresolved. It was one time. Right. It was like, you know, the, you, why can't you let it go? Kind of. And and so in my mind, I was like being crazy about this breakup. Was that how you lost your virginity? Yeah. Oh. So I thought I, I felt like I was being crazy about the breakup. And then it was like, did you go to therapy? Not until like a couple of years ago. OK, so it was like this thing where I was like, why can't I let this go? Why can't I date anyone right. else? And I really didn't figure out until a few years later after when it happened again right. with like a stranger. I was like, oh, you, you know, were a junior in, in college or sophomore uh, in college? Or? Junior in college. And it was like kind of all came like the fact that the last event came back to me. I so started you to started like, having a vision during the so the, the, <laughs> the second time you were raped, it was by a stranger. Yeah. We're like a friend of a friend. Yeah. And but it, did you have recall like you're like, well, it was it, I was just thinking about. Like afterward, I was thinking about the first, like the first time. Right. And so I realized, I realized like the hang up was not about the breakup. It was about this trauma. And then, and did you still, tell anyone after that one? Yeah. Yeah. I told my, my best friend and my sister and, um, it took me, I, I kind of, it took me a few months to like process that that happened but that one was I was a lot more fast to like accept and then did the, they help your friend and your sister um yeah I mean it's 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 complicated right um but there wasn't like it wasn't like a thing that I was really seeking a lot of like conversations about it right. was kind of like I was upset about it and I was trying to to move on to compartment, like say, yeah. okay, bye, and um, not dealing with you, yeah. And then I would say I kind of got to a point when I moved to New York. I went to started going to therapy, and 
I'd really reached a point of like starting to heal and accept. And because fully, the biggest thing was at the time, until I started going to therapy, I could, didn't accept that I wasn't labeling it for what it was. I was like, I knew it was traumatic. I knew both events were traumatic, but I like, I, no one had like validated me. No one had really said like, yes, that's what that was. And so a therapist did that. But then I sort of got set back because while I was in therapy, the third uh, event happened. Mm -hmm. And that's when, while I was in therapy. Oh, well, I mean. I told, it was like kind of one of those moments where like I told the therapist about it. Yeah. And she had been like, it was a friend that she had been rooting for me to like. Be with? To like try to date. Right. And. I felt I just saw her. She had this very it was one of those such small moments where she was just like, no, like, really? And I like did I I you like, did a back. I did the backtrack for her, like as if she were my friend where I was right. like, actually, you know, and so I sort of like started over in this process. Did she catch that? Well, it's like kind of tragic because she moved to Texas like the next week. Like, oh so my we god, you finally! So we never got to like really recover. Why'd she move to Texas? Who the to, fuck moved to, to Texas from to, New like, York? Do therapy Sorry, there. Texas. I don't know. But uh, it was, was she like, young? What was she like? She was young. I mean, she was really great. It was just like, was she Jewish? I think so. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to ring the bell. <laughs> so. In between these three traumas, did you date? Did you? Um, um, not really. I mean, I would like, I, I had a couple of like good sexual experiences. Right. A lot of like. Well, that's good. I'm a lot of like, that. a lot of mainly like drunkenly, like kind of almost hooking up with somebody right, and right, then right. being like, ah. Right. And then it was after, um, after the third it was, I was in this friend group that was really toxic and uh, like there were, it was like a friend group of like comedians and writers and, right. and like uh, creative people, this collective that I had started. And most of them were really not, they were very disappointing in the reaction when I told them. And did they know who the person was? Yeah. And they like stayed friends with him and they, their solution was just to like not invite me to things they invited him to. Like, Oh, that's nice. That's and nice. so I just like started being more excluded. But then one person in the group, I started dating a comedian and I told him Jewish. No, mm. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I started dating him and he, I told him and he was like the first person to have like the sane reaction of being like, wait, we're not obviously not going to be around him. Like, fuck this guy. I love him. And he was like, also the person who like, really opened the door to me to doing stand-up as well. He's right. a stand-up comic. Right. Wow. And so... Yeah, so he was kind of like... He was really the first person I met, and it, it helped, uh, like, it sounds stupid, but it helped that he's a man, and that he believed me, because right. I, like, had... Ne no, a man had never believed me before. Right. Did and, you ever tell your father? I mean, he knows now. Right. <laughs> He must be so fucking pissed off. <laughs> well, he's very, you know, he's very proud of me. I think, right. I think he kind of knew. Um, we don't like talk about things that directly, right. but he he came to my show, Rape Jokes by Survivors, and which I wanted. I, I love that. Twenty eighteen, yeah. and he came to that, and I remember he was like teary eyed in the back when I of like course. introduced the show, and I said right. I was a survivor then, and he was just like, I just remember he said afterward he came up to me and was just like. 
I wish my generation were more like you. Right. Oh, I love your father. So after, so your therapist moves to Texas. Do you go to a new therapist? I didn't until, um, like actually after like the me too, hashtag me too, me too blast. I was very like triggered by all that. So, and, and I remember I was talking to my boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. a, a lot about it. And, um, and I decided to start going to therapy. I think I tried the first therapist I went to was like very traumatizing and Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like she uh, she just like asked me a lot of like interrogating questions. And then like at the end of our session, she was like you know what? I think this did happen to you. And I was like, well, Jesus, well, thank you. you. Like, thank you so much. That's not why oh I came God. in here. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, yeah, the cla- it was like the classic, like sort of like self-destructive, like sort of boomer reaction. Right. She was doing. I'm like, what was going on with you at this time in your life? Were you drinking a lot? Oh, like, shut the fuck up. Like, nah. did, I, did you go back to her? No. Okay, good. And then I like sort of tried to, it was like, I was really like, I was kind of burned by that in the last, in the last session with the person before that. So I was really hesitant. And then I decided I wanted to go to group therapy. That's good. Yeah. Cause I thought I could like, even if I didn't trust the therapist, I could like get someone these other yeah. women around me. Yeah. And, um, I found someone and that went pretty well for a while. I ended up leaving mainly cause I couldn't afford it. Right. And kind of the, the group sort of became toxic. I think that happens right. with group therapy a yeah. lot where it's like people, everyone's kind of fucked up. Right. And people's like me. Well, and this, also me and this one woman started like trying to fight every day. Like. Oh God. <laughs> and plus probably in your group therapy, they, someone wants all the fucking attention. Yeah. That's yeah. like this one, this woman, I felt like there's like always someone in the, I've heard this about group therapy. Like there's someone that you like decide is like, like your mom that you're like right. fighting with. Right. And, and like, I, I don't know what our deal was, but I remember feeling like I needed to like protect the rest of the group from right. this like one person in the group. Oh, it's so that's it was sweet like, of you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it's like yeah, therapy. It's sort of. I think you have to find the right. Yeah. I haven't. Uh, yet. Hello. I've been to so many. Hey everyone. You know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which. Yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity and eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen they're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. 
I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay? Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, Gold 50 to get... 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. April 2018, right. you produce your first comedy show, which right. is Rape Jokes by Survivors. Right. Where did you do this? That was at Caveat mm-hmm. in the Lower East Side. Okay. And I I produced it. It was actually it was the first comedy show I ever produced. And I did it. As a, I was actually, I was wanting to make a documentary about uh, comics who were telling jokes about right. rape. And I had found, Which is usually men. Yeah. But I wanted to find, yeah. but specifically I wanted to make a documentary about survivors telling jokes. I love that. Because I had seen one. I had seen like a, a joke. And I was like, I need to, like, there's got to be more of this. So I, like, was researching, and I was trying to find the women. And, I, you know, I had started, like, a spreadsheet, and I got, a fa- like, of, like, 50 women that I heard had a joke. Right. And I was trying to find, like, how do I find these women telling these right. jokes? Because they're not telling them to every show, and right. it's not in their regular set. Right. So I was like, if I want to film them telling these jokes, I need to produce a show. Brilliant. So I produced this show, but I didn't really realize the show was going to be such a hit. It like sold out and got written up in Elle magazine. And it's like, fucking great. So who who can I ask who was on it? It was um, Wendy Starling, um, Adrian Truscott. I'm not sure Truscott's a Jewish name. I don't, go ahead. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. That's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Go ahead. Uh, Becca O'Neill. Uh, Rosa Esclendon. Oh, you can do it. All right. <laughs> I know she's Jewish. All right. Um, who else? Um, do, 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 uh, Irene Marrow and there's a few others. And, but, and how long did everyone do? Well, some people, so I, I, I ha- I picked people based on like how how long I thought they could do on this particular topic because right. it was all everyone was doing purely rape, rape jokes. jokes right so there was one section of the show actually where I had like six people on stage at the same time and they were like doing a handoff of like they oh had like that's three fucking brilliant jokes. yeah they were like two minutes of jokes and then a few people did ten minutes um, one person did like 15 and most people did five. So it was That's like fucking great. I was how really did, just trying to get as many people on the show as possible to show like, Hey, here's like 15 women who are right. survivors. Did, how did the audience react? People really loved it. And a lot of people came up to me after I could tell there was a lot of survivors like, in you. the room. Yeah. 
Um, there was one group of women that said they drove up from Baltimore when they read wow. about it in the New York Times that morning. Wow. And um, it was like a lot of people like out the door that couldn't get in. Like it felt like there was like a, a need for it. It was like, absolutely. Well, it was like the night that Cosby got arrested. Ugh. And it was shit. like not long after like Dave Chappelle's special had come out that mm-hmm. was like commenting on it. It was like. But there, were, there hadn't really been commentary that felt like it was like commentary for survivors. It's right. like everyone talking about it was not really talking about it in the way that I was looking for, that I was like hungry right. for. Right. So I felt like there was a hunger for this like voice. Well, of course. And, and uh, perspective. And so people were like asking me for more shows for months. And but I, I actually right away, someone, uh, a production company like optioned the project for me almost like immediately after the show. Right. So, and they were trying to like make it bigger and, and attach like a celebrity comic and make it this big. Right. So that, so then nothing can happen unless there's a celebrity. Right. On it. So then it's annoying. like yeah. that immediately is like, okay, we're not gonna be able to do another show for a couple of years, you know, or however long it takes. Right. And, and so I was very frustrated in that uh, there was such like an eagerness for people wanting right. more shows. Like all the, com- most of the comics that it was like their favorite show that ever done and they wanted I'm more. sure. And so I've, like wanted for for a while I was like trying to push it and not that I fully gave up but I was like prepared to let it go mm-hmm. and in the final conversation I had had about it I mean now it's not final but the, I had met with the producer the weekend before this happened and she was like look you know we've sent out asks to you know talent and we can't find this like celebrity you don't have the credibility as like a producer and we need oh, like fuck, a fuck so it was fuck. kind of like that's it was like, fault. all right, That's let's let fault. it go. So are you going to do another one? Can you do another one? Well, after that happened, um, actually, New York Comedy Festival reached out to me and Amber right. and asked if we wanted oh, to... Oh, yeah, I read about Amber. Asked if yeah. we wanted to headline like a show at New York Comedy Festival. And I asked if instead of headlining, we could do the show again at New York Comedy Festival. And they said yes. So we put on the show again. At Caroline's? Or? At um, UCB. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and that was also sold out and like a big hit and we had on a few different comics, mostly the same. And, um, now we're sort of trying to bring it back again and I, you know, I'm still, it's, I don't, I, it's, I'm still working with this company that is trying to help me put it together. So it, I don't have, not that I don't have ultimate say, but, um, it's still a process right. of like trying to get it going at right. a bigger venue or right. whatever. But I think it, it will be back. It better be back. That's my it plan. It better be back. <laughs> it's, I mean, it seems like people really want it. So uh, of like, course. Uh, if you ever, I mean, I am not a rape survivor. I have been sexually harassed multiple times, but I will I will help you in any way. I'll host it. I'll do whatever the fuck you want because well, I you. love it. I appreciate it. that. Yes. All right. So let's get to the night. Right. You do this thing. Is is it Refinery Twenty Nine that does this, or you do, no? It's it's called Young Actors Night it, at it's a. It's called Actors Hour. Okay, and it's like a new organization mm-hmm. that makes these exclusive artist events, right? That are, I think it's supposed to be like a, like almost feel like a, um, artist speakeasy or like right. a safe space for. For for actors. young young actors and 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 and, and comedians, um, I think mainly I think it's mainly for actors, but it's like a lo- I think actors are a lot of times multi hyphenated or they right. have like do, other. Do they? But I was I was not a part of the organization. I was like 
brought on to be on the show. So what did the what do the actors do at this? I think it's a networking and and they're supposed to like they're supposed to invite industry and have and them do like a monologue. People. Like what do they fucking Well, some do? of them yeah. were like reading scenes that they wrote and and somebody did some poetry. I I didn't stay for the whole thing, but Right. Um but they're supposed to like invite industry and this industry table is like what Weinstein was at. So so he was all invited right. as like the industry. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> let's you get there, right? What does he are you already there when he walks in? Like I no, he's already there when I walk in. He's there when you walk in. And and because of the Me Too movement, you you feel you must feel triggered, but you also must feel like less alone um, and and empowered. I would I would assume you would feel I mean, triggered I and empowered. I feel more empowered than if I had seen Harvey Weinstein any time before. Yeah. So if he this was, happened like f- four years ago, well, I wouldn't would, know he was a rapist, either. right? But um, I I did I I just was kind of in shock mainly. Right. So you and see I sent, him. I sent a text. I was just looking at the text I sent to actually to my ex-boyfriend, the guy I mentioned earlier. Right. He was who I texted because he has like the most familiarity with how much I used to. Because the when, comic who. Well, yeah. Well, because when the news about Weinstein initially broke, like that he's a rapist. Yeah. I like I was with my my ex-boyfriend. Right. And he remembers how much I freaked out about it. Right. Because I used to be an assistant to film producers, and I was like very connected. Wow. To that. Very connected to that world. Okay. But I um, I sent, I'm looking for the text I sent uh, my ex-boyfriend, which was basically just me freaking out and being like, is this a test? <laughs> like, right. do I have to say something? And um, I have to say something, right? And, and everyone was like, you don't have to say anything. Like, you can just do your set if that's what Because I, I remember being very attached to this idea that I was like, because so they were filming it, that I, I wanted to tape my new set. And so I was like, should I just do my regular set? And my friend. Right, of course, you can't even think straight. And I remember, it's like fucking, I remember yeah. Amber was like, just you, if you want to get your tape, get your tape. You know, you can do your regular set. She's like, you don't have to say anything. And so, how, like, many, how, how many people were, you weren't first, right? Were there people on before you? Yeah, there were a couple people. There was and no like one a said play reading, and there was a host at some time, and there was somebody. And no one said anything. No, no, no. But were was were people talking like, "Oh my God, look who's here! Oh my God, look who's here!" Well, some people seemed to not know he was there. Other people seemed to not care that he's there. And then there was like a group of people near me that I was like talking to about it, freaking. and they were like, they were freaking out. And that was so one of those people is the people who like who filmed my set. Now, when you who was he sitting with? He was sitting with a couple of like. Uh, like I don't know how to describe these guys. Scary guys. <laughs> he was sitting well, with, like scary looking but, guys. But were they in the industry, or were they like bodyguard types, or were they? They looked like tough guys. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. So and and then a couple. He was sitting with a woman as well. Oh, sweet. So you you get called on stage after you're having this inner and outer yeah, dialogue like, of, yeah, Oh I my was, God, what do I do? I was actually at the point that it was time for me to go on stage. I was, I had f- sat myself on the floor next to the emergency exit. Cause I was thinking about going out of the emergency exit. Right. And cause he, cause Harvey Weinstein was sitting near like the actual exit and mm-hmm. there was only one. And I, you would have to walk right by him. Yeah. And so I was like, if I just sit by this exit, I can just like, 
get out. Uh-huh. And I did you feel like he was going to attack you or was it that he was the embodiment of this fucking horrible shit that happened to you? Well, I just felt I just felt afraid of of like the room knowing that he was invited. I knew he was invited by the time I was on stage and so <sighs> I knew that I was in a room of people that at least some of them like welcomed like, him. Right. And like my, and yeah, yeah. so I I was already anticipating like a mixed reaction of like mm. some people booing me or whatever was about to happen. Fuck them. Okay. And also I was I do remember after I said said what I was gonna say, I was afraid. I remember I texted some of the producers I know and was just like, Am I really okay? Like is this man still powerful in any way? Like Oh see? Because I had just the week before um been pitching a show like in LA like to a bunch of producer people Mm -hmm. and it was a big week in my life and um, the host introduced me as like Kelly's trying to sell her show she just went to LA Mm -hmm. and I was like don't say that because I knew I was about to like I was like so can he still like call somebody and tell them to not buy my show or yeah so I was like so I texted the company that I was trying to sell the show with and was like can he still like you know, I was like, just wanted to let you know, I just did this thing. And if, if it's going to affect like the show in any way, I'm sorry. And they were like, no, he has no power. Like, yeah, fuck him. Yeah. So you get introduced, yeah. you go on stage. Now right. I know what it's like to be on stage and make decisions right. of what you're going to talk about. You had, you made the decision the moments before you went on stage or did you get up there and felt empowered? It was moments before I had made like a plan of what I could say. And I like hadn't, I was like deciding sort of up to seconds before whether I should just do my regular jokes mm-hmm. or say, like, cause I had written down, like I still have it on my, uh, on your phone. Um, I had, I was writing a note on my phone, right? Which is titled WTF. Yeah. Which and, means what the fuck, ladies and gentlemen. It means what the and fuck. It's, uh, it just says, act. It it's like from that night. It says, "What's up, actors? Access." Right. <laughs> I was trying to like come up with what I was right. going to say, and I wrote like, "I forgot my Mason rape whistle. Does anyone have one?" <laughs> so funny. Like, yeah. But I just like, um, I and then I was, and I wrote like everything. I wrote sort of everything I ended up saying, but I was just like scram like writing it as of course. like an option of, right, of right. what I could say. But I what I wanted, I wrote that I wanted to transition into this joke I have about group therapy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if they're bo- if they're not laughing, I can say this kills at group therapy for rape survivors, and then I can segue into my group therapy. Joke. That's hilarious. And so that was my plan, right? Because I was like, I have a joke. Right, you knew, funny. you knew, and and that great comedians know that, like they know where they're going to go. And, and, they, and they, I was yeah. planning to do that, but then when somebody said "shut up," that triggered me. Yeah. So then I kind of like lost my like, I lost my. It's plan. horrible. It's horrible. So and that's I, when I just said like, I have been raped, and like fuck you. And then I just, what I did you, at that point was I just like, uh, I was like, well, now I'll get into my regular set <laughs> and then can, i just like did my full 10 minute set um, but do you, would can we play it or do you not want to play it uh sure you can play it okay okay ready 5.8 million views that's right kelly <laughs> you're a hero baby all right ready all right here we go here it is 
Okay, brilliant opening. I'm feeling a little tense. Anyone else? So immediately, elephant is out of the bag, but not in your face. I'm just, I'm going to do a, uh, Thank I don't know. All right. <laughs> and it's our job to name uh, the elephant in the room. Oh, there you go. Do we know what that is? Yeah. 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 It's uh, a Freddy Krueger in the room, if you Excellent. Will. I didn't know that we have to bring our own maze and uh, rape whistles to actors hour. Okay. Fucking great. Fucking great. Just fucking brilliant. Just fucking brilliant and great. Sorry. Thank you. Next. <laughs> okay. Only men booing. Losers. Only men booing. Only men booing. Including the host of the show. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I'll find out who that was and we'll discuss that. Um, only men booing. But yet, had a guy been up there talking about his fucking wife's big tits and I'm fucking my girlfriend up the ass and fucking yeah, that would have been like. <laughs> All right, ready? No. No. Oh, shut up. There's the shut up. Mm-hmm. Which is such a fu- It's such a f- like. Fuck. I I, yeah, I get very, it. It's so very triggering because yeah. like you can tell it's this young guy just yeah. Being like, shut, up. shut up! Like and that's all he has. That's all he has. Okay, sorry, I'm going back a little. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh shut up! Yeah, this kills that uh, group therapy for rape survivors. <laughs> Fucking great joke. Fucking great joke. Fucking great. Like fucking amazing. They love it. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Yes! Woo! Yes! Yes! yes. Yeah. All the women. I have been raped, surprisingly, by no one in this room, but. Excellent joke. Excellent joke. Thanks, <laughs> I would have done. I mean, it's just. It, oh. But, um, I've never gotten to confront those guys, so just a general fuck you to whoever I, uh... Yes, uh, Fucking amazing. Next. <laughs> Thank God for the sisters. Um, <laughs> so, not only brave, but funny, off the cuff, just... Smart humor, smart. It was smart humor. It wasn't like it was so and classy, classy, and in such a in such a horrible situation. Were you nervous? Were your was your heart beating out of your fucking? Yeah, I, I actually, I just saw, I saw the video at another angle. Like I got the tape from the um uh, the club the itself. Club at, yeah, and I was doing this like very like trauma thing of like. I was doing, you can see in the other, I'm like doing this like thing with my teeth or I'm right. like. It's Cause like, your mouth dry. gets dry. Yeah. I'm like doing that. And I didn't really realize I was, but I remember feeling like my face was like burning right. hot and I was shaking. And I remember thinking like, I'm shaking so hard. And like in my mind, my voice was shaking. And then I remember just really feeling like, like 
that stage fright feeling of like knees buckling of like, Oh, I know that that's not even stage fright. Yeah. Cause I've had that happen. It's that's, that is a response to trauma. Yeah. It it really is. I, I remember feeling like I'm like seeing red. Like I couldn't really, like I was trying not to really make, cause what I'm saying at the end, I said like a general fuck you to who I, whoever I'm not making eye contact with. Is right. What I'm right. Saying. Right. Because I was like not making eye contact with these people. And then I really wanted to tell my group therapy joke, but I felt so tight that I like forgot whatever I was going to say. So, oh, it's I was, so yeah, I just was like, you know what? And part of me just wanted to get off stage at that point and like drop the mic kind of thing. But, which would have been fine. How much more time did you do after that? I did 10 minutes. Because Fucking rock! Fucking like, rock! Because I, I remember thinking, like, you know what? Because I could already, like, imagine these guys in the back being like, well, she wasn't very funny, though, was she? She didn't do her set. So Oh, I, yeah, you were going to so not I, let them win. So I wanted yeah. to, like, make them laugh. So I was like, I'm going to make them laugh with my regular jokes. And then they can't even say that I wasn't did, funny. Did they? They did laugh at my other jokes. The fucking assholes? Yeah. Like they, they like got fucking unbelievable. Because I was just like, I was, like, I, of humor. I, I was like, I'm gonna make these motherfuckers laugh. I'm gonna tell a poop joke or something. Like they're gonna laugh at least right. one of my jokes. And um, so I did my regular set, and then occasionally I would sort of bring it back. I would just like remind them. I would be like, I am a rape survivor. <laughs> Don't forget. Uh, or I'd be like, because <laughs> 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 my, my poop That's joke is great. like about having IBS. Right. So I just like right. mentioned that. Or like there was another time I brought it up. It was like, or you know where I brought it up. It was uh, maybe brilliant. if it wasn't that, I think where I brought it up, I have a joke about going to a sex party. Yeah. And I think I just looked over at Harvey and I was like, consent is important. Like, <laughs> just. <laughs> So as someone who's been doing stand up, you know, since I'm 19 years, I mean like most of my life. The the way you went from you know addressing the elephant using humor, using jokes to sort of stick the you know like you're not you're not uh, you're not better than me. You're not you don't have power over me. And then using that humor, then going to your set and saying, "This is who I am. You know, this is what I do, and I'm good at it." Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, humor is something that brings unites people, that disarms people. The fact that you went up there and sort of attack them not and i don't mean it like in a a negative way and then fucking had control over them you had control over them with your is the fucking definition of great comedy and speaking truth to power and you should be so fucking proud of yourself thank you i appreciate that it's true when i got off stage at first i remember I immediately went over at Amber, and actually my cousin was randomly there, mm-hmm. which was a total accident. Like I, right. like so I didn't even know she right. was like in New York, and um, so I went over to them, and I was like, "Did people were people laughing? Because I like right. I was so like seeing red. Well, that because I wasn't you were even, yeah, you were present. Time, you were like uh, it was like I was on like autopilot. Yeah." yeah. Like at, when I got when I got into my regular set, I was like not even hearing responses. Right. I was like, I'm just going to tell these jokes, 
And they were like, no, Kelly, it was funny. Like people were laughing. Um, and I was like, are you sure? And then I was at that point, I was just trying to plot my exit. I was like, right. when do we leave? Like, how do we leave? Right. We can't leave now because we're gonna have to walk by those people. And um, and then we waited until we were going to wait until like intermission or something. Yeah. And then that that comic went up that said, like. Is the producer of um, Goodwill Hunting here because that shit's a good movie or something? Oh, my motherfucker. God. Motherfucker. A, co- a male comic. Yeah, he said, I also want to call it an elephant in the room. Is the producer of Goodwill Hunting here because I love that movie? Okay, will we be naming this comic? I, I, I don't know his name. I don't know this man. I don't know this man. <laughs> I know his, like, how he is, old he is someone like he, you can find like people yeah. like went after him on Twitter. I forget his name, but he's like from Florida and he's kind of like, I don't know how old he's, he, he can't be like older than mid thirties. Okay. But wow. people like he, he had a statement to like Buzzfeed or something being like, I swear I'm not a piece of shit or something. Well, too, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are a fucking piece of shit. You are fu- yeah, it, like. And then there was one other comic that went up later. That's uh, someone is a friend of mine, and he said he like did his regular set, and it was like very because this is what long right. after I left, but the show like did go on, right? But um, yeah, and it, have, have- I I left when Zoe like screamed i was like finally a sane person let's go right. like this is a chance to leave yeah good for zoe <laughs> I was, and amber yeah because zoe was screaming out uh like is no one gonna fucking say anything? yeah i and saw I was that like, yeah i was like let's go over to zoe and just say like let's get out of here before someone like slaps her uh slaps them in the face so i was like let's go and then zoe we walked out um and and then, you- then some other women walked out with us and were like, what's going on in there? Was that really? And I was, or I remember it was like a bunch of older women being right. like, I saw that was going on in there and I was with you. And I was like, yeah, thanks. I didn't hear you. Right, right. <laughs> like when I was performing that to silence. Right. Like, when that, like did, uh, did, um, have you ever performed in that room again? No, no. Um, d- hate mail versus thank you mail. It's been a lot of thank you, a lot of like Good. so proud and all better, that. Better, better, uh, more than just like a f- very few, like just kind of like mean. Any notes. mean shit from women? Um, I don't. Thanks. I don't really read a lot of comments. Good for you. Good for you. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but definitely, I, I don't know. Uh, I've had a couple. There's definitely, there's sort of like women survivors being right. like, saying like rape jokes are triggering no matter where they come from. There's like, like to me, like the fact uh, that I'm telling jokes about up. this after the it's fact. Too bad. It's like, cause you know, I have like, I've written a set about of this. Of course. And so there, I do get that reaction of like your jokes are triggering. T- fuck you, fuck the triggering fucking shit. Too bad. Everything's a trigger. You walk outside, there's a fucking trigger. Yeah. Get I, up. You live in New York. I, That's I'm a trigger. Like, I fucking shut the fuck would up. Would like people to process those emotions with someone else. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like the emotions are valid, and I don't want to hear them. Um, I just I can't thank you enough. Like I, you're going to, you are going to change the world. You are the embodiment of just what is so great about art. You really are. And, um, 
I am a fan. I am a fan. I have not said that to a lot of people, but thank you. You're fucking great. Now I just have to follow up. Yeah, <laughs> no, you good. No, no, no. Whatever you do is going to be good. Now, yeah. Since you're on my podcast, Kill Me Now, which is about, which is, I named my podcast Kill Me Now because I get annoyed at everything and I'm always like walking around going, Kill Me Now, Kill Me Now. Like today, I was walking here, took the subway. First of all, I walked to the subway. Literally, I'm walking on the right side of the street, like the street I should be walking for that direction, the right side, you know. And there's a guy walking towards me, literally looking at his phone, never looks up. To the point where I had to go, I literally, I'm gigantic. I'm fucking huge. Anyway, I put my hand in front of him, like, hello, hello, all the way until I thought he was going to walk into my hand. Never fucking looks up. Never fucking, like, what the fuck? And then I just, it's like people are literally staring at their phone and, like, fucking walking. And, like, get out of the subway, like, car, so I can get in, you fucking fuck. So, anyway. We always ask people two questions here. Okay. One, we're very pro mental health. So I uh, take a lot of antidepressants. I meditate. I've done, I've had, you know, depression and anxiety. So we're very pro that. So do, uh, have you ever been on antidepressants? I have not. Hmm. And what do you do for your <laughs> mental health? Um, my big thing uh, for the last couple of years, I uh, start every before I even do anything. I write three pages, uh, like longhand. Oh my god! And I thought I think I'm before in love with I you. even like eat breakfast. I love you. I love you. I do. I, I write longhand too before I put it on the computer. That okay? Because it just and, and there's like no pressure on what it has to be about. Right. And it's That's just like the like, artist way, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is from the artist way. Oh, see, I know that. Okay. And and that's probably my most consistent thing. And um, and therapy. I don't know therapy when I when I have a good therapist, right? And yeah, okay. And what pisses you off more than anything in the entire fucking world? Like makes you fucking crazy. Unsolicited advice. No, I, I don't think anyone said that. Just I've been getting so much of it lately, and it's like it. I'm to the point of getting unsolicited advice that the next person that tells me to tie my shoes, like I'm gonna like go off on, and I don't Good. go off. You got to write about that. I'm just like because it's just so many people, and it, for some reason because of this topic, like yeah. people feel so like well, cur- they're connected. people feel so emboldened, but by, also like, they want experience. you to be the messenger. Yeah. And I get it. It's really a tough, sensitive subject, right. and we are all connected to it as survivors or even as yeah. just human beings, but damn. Leave me alone. I'm just trying to do my thing. I didn't ask for this. I love it. But also, um, I hate when people talk about their mom. I'm so sorry. I've been thinking about it the whole time. I've been talking. I talked. This podcast started me talking shit about my mom. Did I talk shit about my mom? No, you were talking about how... She was Catholic. It was my topic. You want to talk about the combination of Catholic and Jewish guilt? Oh, there's please. no coming back. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't I okay. love my mom? My I mom love... birthed me. My mom birthed four children, and she does she's amazing. Everything and she's a she nurse. Does, she does for her children. I love her. 
I mom, love her. Mom, don't hate and me. She loves God, and that's why she's Catholic because she loves God. There's no other reason. Okay. Ah! <laughs> no, that was my issue. That's not your issue. But I feel like I gave all these like complicated reasons about my mom is Catholic, and she it's would just, just, she would just be like, "I love God. What else?" I know. It's just me because I'm fascinated by that. But I I feel like because you like, know what, my ex's mother did I feel the same like thing. I did a. Uh, I did her dirty, and I'm sorry. No, you didn't. She came out sounding wonderful. I can hear her. You know what she's saying? What? She's saying, I'm your freaking mother, for God's sake. All right, I'll call. I'll call. You be your mother, and I'll be you. (laughs) Hi, Mom. Hey, I'm your freaking mother. No, I didn't tell you about the podcast yet. She already listened to it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know why? Because I listen to everything you do, Kelly. I'm your number one fan. I love her. I, I just want to say that was about me and not you. Not you know you you made a wonderful human. You did an incredible job, mom and dad. Yeah, both of them. And you know what? They still they they still get along. They're neighbors. I and love my that. mom goes over to my dad's for dessert after dinner. Oh, you have a good life. And I'm sorry. I read you know you said you said in one of your pieces that you wrote about that the time. You just want the time back that you have spent processing this shit. Yeah, and I just I want to get back. You know, I've always been I've always been an artist, right? And right, and you want that time, and you have a lot of time ahead of you. But I, if I could go back in time, the amount of time I have spent being depressed and anxious, that's the time I want back. Right? You know, it's just. But you're you're fucking young. You're talented. You're beautiful. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. And I'll be in a nursing home. Okay? You better okay. come visit me. I'll be in the Hebrew home for the aged. Oh, you know, nice. No, I want to go. There's a new gay one that just opened my, up. My grandma's at a gay one. No way. Where? In, in, uh, it's in Napa, Napa Valley. It's I can't believe gorgeous. we didn't talk. So your grandmother's a lezzy and your grandfather's a gay, is dead. But he ha- did he have a boyfriend? He did have a, a partner, yeah. And? And, and did I, you like him? Oh, I never met. He died uh, when I was, he died of uh, AIDS when I was like a little baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. This story is fucking amazing. And then your grandmother, does she have a, she has a partner. Yeah. And they live together there. They live in the, in the home. Yeah. So you actually, you know, my grandmother's wife converted to Judaism. They got Woo! one back. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, you're a delight. I can't thank you enough. I'm sure you get a lot of people asking you to do shit, but I'm so happy you did this. No, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. All and, right, good. Uh, I hope this brightens your day, your year. So where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kelly Bachman. On B-A-C-H-M-A-N. And Twitter at Belly Cockman. At Belly Cockman? It's my name reversed. I know what the fuck it is. I think it's so funny, <laughs> Belly Cockman. You're an ass. Um, and I just can't thank you enough. And as we always say, A, thank you for listening. And so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.